Hey there, and welcome back to Beyond Health Podcast. This is Brett, and uh, we're back with another awesome episode today. Very, very excited to sit down and talk with my friend Kerry uh, about um, chlorine dioxide, autism, MMS, and uh, all topics revolving around that. Uh, before I get into any of that, just a couple of quick announcements here and some feedback. Uh, last week's episode, uh, all about future pandemics and the World Health Organization, was uh, very well received and uh, really did the rounds. Um, so I thank you for tuning into that. I thank you for sharing that. It is a very, very important episode. Um, that topic is still on the table. It's still happening right now. Uh, so if you haven't listened to episode 124, uh, please do go back one episode from here and uh, listen to that, right? Super, super important. What was great about that is I've been contacted by a few different organizations who have really picked that up and are now running with that in Canada, uh, which is which is great. This has also been passed on to uh, certain people in law enforcement, which is also good. Uh, so the word is getting out there, right? If you haven't listened to it, please do and please share it. All right. Um, one other announcement. Uh, we are gearing up for another live rendition of my gut health practitioner masterclass. So this is a for health professionals. If you are a nutritionist, a functional medicine practitioner, a functional health coach, um, anything in that wheelhouse, uh, you might be interested in taking this. I'm going to be expanding and doing that eight weeks live. And uh, then we will have three months of uh, sort of group coaching, so to speak. Uh, it is an incredibly robust program that has just evolved and built up over time with no stone left unturned. And we actually have a number of practitioners that have uh, taken that content and have built fully fledged practices around that and are getting absolutely phenomenal results. So we know it works. We've had almost 200 practitioners go through that program. Uh, so please keep an eye out for uh, everything. If you haven't joined the mailing list, you can just click on the website and sign up for the newsletter and uh, you will be notified as soon as enrollment opens for that uh, once again. Uh, lastly and finally, as far as announcements go anyway, uh, we want to thank our sponsors once again, Energy Bits, uh, Blue Green Algae, uh, that will be Spirulina and Chlorella. Uh, this is something that I take every day. It is nutrient dense, I would say the most nutrient dense uh, food on the planet. Uh, it is um, packed full of micronutrients, vitamins, minerals, uh, even antioxidants, uh, protein, you name it. It is really a complete food. So if you're looking for blue-green algaes, spirulina, chlorella, or a combination of spirulina and chlorella, uh, you can go on to energybits.com and you can use the code MASTERCLASS, all one word, for 20% off. All right, so that's not 20% off your first purchase. That is 20% off all future purchases moving forward. Uh, great savings, um, top quality, like very, very high quality, squeaky clean products that me and my family take uh, pretty well every day. All right, so on to today's episode. Today's episode um, really should not be controversial at all. But as we've seen with many other uh, topics, when you start tapping into cures and when you really start helping people and you really start turning these different types of illnesses and health conditions around that are not um, turned around by drugs or surgery, all of a sudden the smear campaigns begin. And this is exactly what happened to Kerry Rivera, uh, Carrie's son was vaccine injured uh, about 13, 14 years ago, and that sort of set her on a path to try and help uh, him 
to uh, recover and to improve his uh, symptoms. And lo and behold, this is where she discovered the magic of chlorine dioxide, and she sort of expanded from there. So we talk about a lot of things in this episode, but everything sort of revolves around uh, chlorine dioxide, also known as MMS, and uh, it's tie-in with autism, right? So again, I just I sometimes wonder why these episodes are controversial or why these topics are even controversial. But you know, when I first met Carrie, which was a few years ago, um, and we briefly crossed paths, like she said to me, you know, it was about at that point she had helped about six hundred kids to fully recover from autism, right? So we're not just talking symptom improvement here and and manageability. We're talking about full recovery. And in this episode, when we catch up, you will see that there's now tens of thousands of uh, children and families that have benefited from this. Uh, she shares some very interesting statistics, but also um, we sort of dispel a lot of myths, right, around safety, around toxicity, around use, um, historical use. And, uh, you know, I think that um, for those of you, I know that MMS and chlorine dioxide are very hot button topics these days. Uh, a lot of people are interested in it. A lot of people have started using them. A lot of people have it as the sort of um, one of the key components of their first aid kit. And so uh, I think if you've wanted to learn more about this topic, um, we really do take a bit of a deep dive here. Uh, we talk about how to use it for um, infections and pathogens and uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. So I think you're going to love this episode. And if you do, uh, please consider sharing this episode with your friends, your families, communities, loved ones. And subscribe to the show and please leave a review, right? Reviews really help me to bring on guests, to grow the show, and uh, yeah, to deliver better content for you out there, the listener. So thanks for tuning into today's episode. And uh, without further delay, here is Kerry Rivera. All right. Hey, Kerry, welcome to the show. Good to see you. Thanks and welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, um, and I know we were talking a little bit off air. I uh, we kind of connected a little bit a few years ago, and I think I've sent you some emails over the while for direction, actually, um, with some of the things we're going to talk about. Um, but it's been a while. It's been a while, and um, certainly the world has changed uh, since we last um, connected, right? Has it ever? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, I think uh, today, you know, there's, uh, as, as I was saying, we were no strangers to sort of dipping our toe into the controversial borders. But the great, the crazy thing is, is that some of the stuff we're talking today really shouldn't be controversial at all. And you see it as much as I see it, probably more so that, you know, when you're starting to like really help people outside of the system and people come after you right and it's almost like you you're not allowed to do it you you, you these things are, are off the table right and it's like but surely we just want to get people well and um well that's know. exactly what happened yeah. to me my son got better and then people were like what are you doing and this goes 13 years ago you mm -hmm. know i had a biomedical mm -hmm. clinic in mexico for, since 2006 and then all of a sudden 2010 praying got this this blessing in my life my kid gets better and then people are like well what are you doing and then i said well i'm doing this the chlorine dioxide and they're like where do i buy it there were doctors selling it all over Latin America. Doctors have always been selling it. So people were buying it. And then I was just figuring out how to use it because there was nobody using it for autism before me. So then I just kind of came up with a plan how we're going to, you know, divide up the drops and all that kind of stuff. Kids start recovering like crazy. 
So then I turned to the Autism Research Institute, which was run by Dr. Rimland. Unfortunately, he passed away before I fell into Clarion Dax because the people who took over from her, not interested in anything that doesn't going to make a lot of money for somebody. So anyway, I said, oh, and they all know double blind side by side. And and then, of course, dozens, hundreds, kids are recovering, kids are recovering, kids are recovering. And then uh, the, the attack started by 2012. It just like it was like this honeymoon period where everybody wanted a piece of recovery. And then all of a sudden the people selling lab testing, t- selling mm. supplements, and they were like, ah, it's bleach. And we say it's bleach, so it must be bleach. And of course, if you were giving bleach to children, there'd be dead kids. There's right, you know, hundreds right, right, of thousands, right, right. no dead kids. And of course, you know, the numbers continue to, to go on the rise with the recovery. So there's still, I, I just have to keep telling my truth. Yeah, well, um, and I think that's a great snapshot of everything, right? I mean, you know, that that sort of uh, let's unpack some of that today and talk a little bit about that. So your sort of foray, I mean, how would you describe what you do? I know you see people and you help people, but what do you like specialize in an area? Do you focus exclusively on autism or? um, No, what happened was uh, so in 2004, my son was diagnosed with autism. He's vaccine injured. Autism is actually the incorrect term for vaccine injury, but of course, uh, President Reagan made sure that we would not get compensated for our damaged children for those vaccines. And anyway, so don't go back over the spilt milk. It's already spilled. So how are we going to deal with it? Mm-hmm. So then I had a clinic uh, to do biomedical intervention with IV chelation and neurofeedback and hyperbarics and therapies and things like that. Because I needed them for my own son. So I brought it to Mexico and I, you know, they worked with other people's children far and wide. They came from Spain all over the place. They came to my clinic for the treatments and everything. And then when I found chlorine dioxide and of course everything was just my whole world changed, um, that was that was it. But then as I watched the, the children recover, the parents were sick. A lot of my mom's hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's, um, a fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, Lyme disease, a lot in our community. A lot of the moms mm-hmm. in our community have lots of issues. So the kids came, you know, and they say it's a perfect storm. Like it doesn't just happen to every child, right? Even they get in the same vaccines and all that kind of stuff doesn't happen to every child, but the perfect storm happens over and over again. So uh, we are seeing there are trends, there are things like cesarean, there are certain factors that that do have the causation. But um, I did learn over these years how to treat kind of everybody. So it doesn't really matter what you have, whatever your symptoms are, those are what should be treated. The labs are usually not going to be indicative of what you have. And so I've just started to work with other people because I didn't have anybody to send the people to. Hmm. You know, there's uh, cancer, for instance, I tried to farm out to other people. But even it's still difficult to find people that, you know, they say, well, here's my two cents and I'm just, you know, go and, you know, look here and there because there are alternatives for pretty much every illness known to man. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, So you touched on something. I mean, so autism and them sort of branching out into everything else. Right. And I think, you know, as a clinician as well, it's it's inevitable. I mean, you can't like so if you see someone that comes in and you say, oh, well, I specialize in gut health or whatever and then you realize oh my gosh they got a liver issue and then they've also got a hormone issue and you can't just be like well sorry i can't do any of that other stuff you know i'm, I'm just doing this over here so um and i think that's sort of like the the, the big difference with natural medicine um, or alternative medicine or a holistic view um as opposed to a sort of very compartmentalized um uh, allopathic view of of health and disease Uh chlorine dioxide makes it very easy to treat anything with the same thing so for example if you go to a doctor and you've got a a bacterial infection they're going to need to know culture it what kind is it lab test it find out what it is because not all antibiotics 
are indicated for it, but chlorine dioxide kills all pathogens. So it doesn't really matter what you have, it's gonna take care of it. And then it will even take care of some of the other things that you didn't even set out to treat that were wrong. Right, 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 right. I mean, th this, this is also what happens when you start working um, root cause level, you know, because the symptoms, just like um, the analogy I've always used as a dandelion, right? If you, you can pull the leaves out, but if you don't pull the root, the leaves are gonna come back um, and, uh, you know, Very that's, true. yeah. So um, just to backtrack a second. So um, you said something, and I, and I know we've spoken about this before, but I just, I think it's useful for people. Like when you say you started looking at the moms and the parents and what have you, um, how, how did that all happen? Like, like, do you feel that that was having an impact on the child's health? Was there like a correlation between the mom and the child? Because I've heard you speak about like treating the whole family for certain things. So perhaps you can kind of elaborate on that because, sure. um, yeah, I'm not sure. clear on I, that. I, yeah. This goes back to Dr. Ro Roby Mitchell, who passed away two years ago this past December. And he gave a lot of, you know, I think everybody who's touched my life, they were, they were God sent and they touched my life with certain information when I really wanted or I really needed, or I was really ready to receive it. Mm -hmm. So when Dr. Mitchell found me, he sent me a text on Facebook. And this goes back a long, long time ago. He sent me a text on Facebook and he's like, Hey, I want you to tell me everything you know about chlorine dioxide. I'm like, what? He's like, I'll pay your ticket. I'm like, what are you talking about? So I said, let me just call you. So I called him on the phone. We started talking. Well, it turned out he came to bring great blessings to my life. So he told me about stealing black seed oil, stealing leaky gut. And he told me about the moms. He said, you know, what you're going to have is you're going to have moms that were like lower thyroid, so hypothyroid, maybe not even knowing it. Because he said our thyroid mm -hmm. hormone starts to, starts to fall off by the time we're 27. Well, most of us didn't have children, we went to university. We had, we had our higher education and we didn't, we went to work. We didn't have kids right away. So a lot of us were having kids. There's a cesarean and that's going to damage our, our breast milk and our colostrum. It's going to get rid of the antibodies in there. And then we also have the situation where we're low, we're low hydrochloric acid. So the children are born, we give them our hydrochloric acid, we give them our thyroid hormone. So if we're low, they're going to be low as well. So again, when we go back to the perfect storm, cesarean, older mom, when I say older, older than 27, uh, low, low, low uh, hydrochloric acid in the stomach. And so there's, there's a lot of factors that, that play a role in this. Hmm. Um, if you can just backtrack there a minute, because you did cut out just on the thyroid piece. So obviously low thyroid, um, how does that right. work for the child? Well, yeah. most of the, well, because we pass our, our, our thyroid hormone onto our children, okay. the mothers do, like we, we pass our, our hydrochloric acid, we, we're passing that. So if we're low in those, which across the board, our kids are low in as well. Okay, interesting. And so when you say then treat the whole family, like um, obviously now baby's born and they're living on their own, um, are you just, you know, so are you just wanting to help the whole family or do you feel that treating the mom at that point is helping the child as well or um, just? Well, I think it's a good idea. And what I did in, with my son's case before ever giving him any chlorine dioxide in 2010, took it myself. You took it yourself, yeah, And, sure. and of course, well, we, you know, our, our criteria was pretty low at that point. So we had spent, you know, probably a lot of money and, uh, you know, the child was still relatively, you know, he was still relatively involved. So we're like, okay, we'll try it. And if we don't die, then, you know, he can get it. And that was kind of uh, the criteria at the time. Okay. So, we, yeah. um, so chlorine dioxide, I mean, th this is really, I think, from what I understand about your work anyway, this is really the sort of center of, of a lot of it, if I'm not mistaken. And you can- The cornerstone of everything I do every day. Right, okay. And I, 
I'd be willing to take a bullet for that one. So okay. this is, I mean, it's really important. Yeah, awesome. All right. And that's where I want to spend most of our time because look, you know, we can talk all day long about other things which most people sure. know about, but um, yeah. chlorine dioxide is really, I've tried chlorine dioxide on myself um, and uh, I, I granted I'm not like super sick. I don't have a ton of symptoms, what have you, um, but I have tried it for, you know, if I'm starting to feel sick and stuff like that, I have used it. Um, and I've noticed some benefits, but I don't know if I'm the best um, case study for, for that. So right, before exactly. we get if into nothing any... wrong with you, then yeah, it's not right. Good. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I guess just to um, let's just let's just clear out the cobwebs here for a minute. Right. And before we get into that and what it does and what it is, chlorine dioxide is, is a very, very controversial topic out there. Um, and, uh, you know, like, uh, I, I want to talk about that a little bit because, you know, you'll hear people say, oh, my gosh, you're giving your kids bleach or you're but that's ignorance, though. I mean, we go back to ignorance. Once you're informed, like the universal antidote dot com, it's a it's a documentary on chlorine dioxide. I mean, nobody else has they don't want to read. They just want to listen. Go to www.theuniversalantidote.com and listen to the what the documentary states about chlorine dioxide because when it comes to chemicals salt even sounds scary when you talk about sodium and this it, it's it all sounds really frightening and most of us don't know and people go to their doctors and say oh doctor is chlorine dioxide safe no it has chlorine it's bad for you well when did he become an a, an expert on 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 chemistry doctors are and not nutrition. really yeah. experts on chemistry by a long shot so, you know, how is this person now, you know, the wizard and knows everything. So that's really where the breakdown comes from. And it behooves all of the uh, mainstream, so to speak, that nobody knows what chlorine dioxide really is and that they fear it because then they'll stay away from it because it is the universal antidote, as it was called by NASA in 1978 against Ebola and uh, uh, SARS and COVID and you name the pandemic, pandemic that they want to give us, and chlorine dioxide is your solution. Okay, so what what makes it controversial then? Like, are there because I've because it I've, works. Well, okay, there's that. They spend a lot of time yeah. making it very bad because it really works, and they don't want people to go near it because then they wouldn't be able to uh, be so you know have such a lucrative business with pharma. I mean, if you take your CD, you can put it in your eyes, you can put it in your ears, you can put it in your butt, you can put it in your vagina, you can put it on your skin, you can put it in your mouth. There's nothing you can't do with this stuff. So whatever's wrong with you, there's just a matter of, of diluting the solution down to whether you're taking it orally or rectally or ears or eyes or whatever. It works for kind of everything and it's dirt cheap. No one can make yeah, money on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, because I saw some of the stuff on your website where it's like the FDA and the, but it, have, have they actually historically like previously approved it? And then they've sort of like unapproved it or it's not really unapproved because it's in our water supplies in a lot of cities. So okay. it cannot be unapproved. Uh, and, and actually, if you look at chlorine dioxide, even on the FDA website, you don't go into MMS or like poison bleach. Uh, but if you go into chlorine dioxide, it's the best biofilm dissolver. I mean, the, the science is still there. that This stuff really does work. They just want to, you know, smoke and mirrors, keep you away from it so you don't get well. Right, right, right. Um, and of course, just like many other things, right, you know, people always want to see the the randomized control trials and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I'm always like, well, listen, no one's got the money like the pharmaceutical companies. So you, there you, you go. You've basically set up, you've set up this whole system where, you know, if I want to prove vitamin C, 
works well now i have to do like a, a on a small scale i have to do a one and a half million dollar trial and blah blah you know and it's like supplement companies don't have that i don't have that kind of money to do that so you they've basically teed the whole system up where only the pharmaceutical companies can actually do the, the scale of trial and then of course what we do is we call that the science right and if you don't fit into the science box um then everything is pseudoscience and it's all quackery right um exactly yeah exactly. right and you know i also think that we all have our own journey so I also believe really strongly, like, let's say, you know, somebody has a child, just for example, I'm going to use autism because of my wheelhouse, but you got a kid with autism and you're telling me, oh, I want to see side-by-side, double-blind, side-by-side testing that are random. Listen, you're never even going to do a gluten-free diet to begin with because you don't even, because they're not a double-blind side-by-side. Of that. Who's going to pay? Nobody makes any money. It's yeah. the same with polio yeah. So nobody makes any money if you go on a diet, you don't go on a diet. So there's not going to be enough studied science in order for that to uh, be enough for that person who is the, you know, don't believe, don't believe. If you don't believe and you don't search down the rabbit hole where like tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of families have gone down this path of changing the diet over. And, you know, in my case, a hundred thousand for sure doing chlorine dioxide, no one's dead, tens of thousands better, thousands recovered. The, I mean, the road less traveled, this, this road is traveled and it's, and it's proved over and over again. Yeah. And I love to hear that as well, you know, because I think one of the things um, that people like to just sort of brush aside is anecdotal evidence. And, you know, anecdotal evidence historically in medicine was actually very, you know, it was held on quite a pedestal because what would happen is doctors would have to feel their way in the dark sometimes and they would have to try things based on their best knowledge. And then they would go and tell other doctors and say, well, you know, I tried this. Um, and we saw that with COVID. You know, I mean, look at people like Pierre yeah. Corey and these folks who were on the front lines. You know, they had to feel their way in the dark with, you know, nutrients, with different types of drugs, with ivermectin, with whatever. Um, and yeah. they came up with protocols, you know, whether you and we don't even need to unpack that any further. But suffice to say that anecdotal evidence is very, very important because that is real time. You're seeing Absolutely the improvement or lack thereof. And, you know, you can kind of go from there. So, um, you know, it's funny you mentioned the numbers, right? Because last time we spoke, I think it was like, it must've been a while ago because it was like six, I think it was like you said, six or 700, like over 700 kids that you had personally worked with. And now you're talking about thousands. Which thousands. Is, which, now, which well, is, what happened with COVID is Andreas Kalker went into Latin America with, co with the uh, chlorine dioxide solution. And then it just became like wildfire since 2020. And like, everybody has it in their house. I mean, I even know some, some doctors that live across the way. And we talked one day about chlorine dioxide and, you know, my work and this kind of stuff. And they're like, oh, we have some, we have some in our cabinet just in case we get COVID. Like they're, they, they're even vaxxed up. They're even all jabbed up. So, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, but they were just like, oh, if we get it, we're going to take it. So, I mean, throughout Latin America, it's like that. And then, of course, when it came to you know autism, I've been doing autism in Latin America for the last, well, 13 years, but say, you know, for the last with chlorine dioxide. So it was just kind of a natural. So even people that were still a little bit like, they were like, oh, oh, it's good. Now. OK, let's do that. You know, like no one's dying from COVID now they're taking CDS or CD. So now why, why wouldn't you just give it to your child who is affected with autism? Protocols are already there. Right, right, right. So um so chlorine dioxide, I mean, like, let's just start from ground zero. What what exactly is it? I mean, we know it's a it's a chemical, quote unquote. Um, and then like, how does it actually work in the body? Like, what exactly is it doing? Well, it's from a family of pro-oxidants and the four of them are uh, oxygen, ozone, hydrogen peroxide and chlorine dioxide. The weakest is chlorine dioxide. It has a voltage of 0.95 
and the body has a voltage of about 1.28, like oxygen. So with chlorine dioxide, you can take it, you can take it every day. It doesn't build up in the body. It mm. finishes its job by throwing off the chlorine molecule when it finds a pathogen. It is a positively charged molecule, like your healthy cells in your friendly floor. So it's not damaging your healthy cells and friendly floor. It is just killing pathogens. And it doesn't matter what the name of the pathogen, and it doesn't have to be specific bacteria or a specific virus, it will either kill the pathogen or in the case of virus, open the viral envelope and destroy the virus. So it works for all pathogens. It also dissolves biofilm. And if you understand about the biofilm that's in the gut and in the blood, a lot of people, when they come to me and they're working with other practitioners prior, like, oh, my doctor's going for the candida and then we're going to go for the heavy metals. And then this is not like that. I mean, our body is not like that. The pathogens are not like that. They're in clusters. So if you're going to just do heavy metal, heavy metals, well, what about the pathogens? They're just going to hang out there. And then every heavy metal that comes in the way is going to get back into that matrix. So that's how mm -hmm. these things are yeah. in our gut and in our blood. So people don't really understand, including the medical professionals don't understand this. I would say 90%, 95% don't really understand it. So they're always like shooting at one thing and then forgetting about every other thing, like, oh, we'll get that later. You can't get it later. You got to get it all together. And that's why I think that modern medicine would fall short of autism recovery. And chlorine dioxide has been so successful because it gets rid of the entire biofilm and it's a gas. So it gets into the blood. It's not just a tsunami going from mouth to the other end. It's going throughout the body. Once it gets to the stomach and you have a gas that lasts about 45 minutes. To death. And one of the trolls that sent, you know, send people like the CPS to the houses of the people. And then they, they, oh, you're texting on the social media saying that you're giving bleach to your kid and all this kind of stuff. And then parents say, oh, what do I do? It doesn't matter. You cannot see it. It doesn't build up in the body. So 45 minutes after ingesting chlorine dioxide, it's done, gone over. And there aren't even tests for chlorine dioxide. Like there isn't, you couldn't go to a lab and the lab core, if you live in the States, for example, say, oh, I want some blood testing for everything you test for. There's no chlorine dioxide test on there. It's not like you're testing for a poison or you're testing for a chemical. It's not like that. It finishes itself off in 45 minutes. Well, so 45 minutes. So, so um, you said something earlier um, about being a gas, which I thought was interesting. And mm -hmm. what I've read about um, chlorine dioxide is that because it's a gas, it can actually penetrate very deeply into tissue, right? Versus something like a herb or a, I love herbs. I love everything else, whatever. It's fine. But in this instance, what we're saying is there, there could be pathogens that are actually hiding much deeper in the tissues and in places where, um, you know, oral capsules might not, um, you know, even get close to it. Well, go with the brain. I mean, you, there's, there can be pathogens, there can be parasites in the brain. So chlorine dioxide is going to get in there and the gut. So it's the pathogens are even under, under layers of mucus. Mm -hmm. So chlorine dioxide has the ability to get in there where nothing else really does. And I think that that's why, you know, the, the, the idea of autism management has been around for decades, but the idea of really true autism recovery, like I had three kids get their driver's license this summer of which I, I recovered them many years ago but they just came of age. So I had three different moms. And it's really funny because I don't have so much contact. You would think I would have so much contact with the kids that are recovered, but three of them sent me their driver's license. And well, nice. I can only tell you, I can only tell you I was a little for clemmed. It was really fantastic to see that they're truly, when someone says recover, well, what does recover look like? It means it looks like you and me and anybody else. Like recovery means like we're done with that. Like next chapter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to throw a curveball at you here because I've seen it on your website and I know this is a topic out there. 
when you say recovered right i think this yeah. and we see this in the autoimmune space as well right it's and you get people that will say oh you can never fully recover right that's impossible why, why not right i mean i'm much like yourself like i believe that you can fully recover um, i've seen it but I've the other it. thing more and yeah. this is where the curveball comes in um is there's a school of thought out there where people don't really want to acknowledge autism for what it is right and and this term called neurodivergent uh oh, where that's different those are different people if you're running a facebook group you're not my autism i mean you're whatever you want to call yourself because you're, you're different or you're i don't know you're socially strange or something i don't know yeah but that's not this autism our kids are vaccine injured which is why i'm not really fond of the term autism of course and that lets off the the insurance companies and the mm -hmm. pharmaceutical mm -hmm. companies from any type of financial uh liability which they should be having anyway they don't so you know that's what it's called the wrong thing i mean autism it is not autism it's vaccine injury and there's a lot of people out there that are different they learn differently they have different thoughts that's a whole different group of folks i'm not talking about those they don't okay. need to be fixed most of them are i mean look at temple grand and let's not go so far the woman's brilliant you know i mean but she but autism she's not what we got she's not yeah. this group of kids that are 22 and diapers having seizures fecal smearing you know up all night this is not what we're talking about got it okay and i just i want to make that distinction right out the gate here because important. um yeah very important right because i think what some people are doing is they're sort of going oh you know autism blanket statement as a whole is not even a real thing and we shouldn't be treating it and there's no problem there and uh, we just need to accept people for how they are and i think what you're talking about is these these are people that are actually sick. debilitated you know they, their, their lives are severely impacted they cannot perform perform daily functions and live in the mm -hmm. world and what you're doing is through the protocols and the you know the the treatment plans that you're that you've developed over the years yeah. um, you're actually really um, helping these people to recover and live a normal life in society which is huge exactly huge. i mean the people that are complaining they they run facebook groups i mean oh my gosh what parent that i work with wouldn't wish their child to be able to run a facebook group that's why i'm saying it's so impactful when these parents sent me the driver's license this summer it was like wow this is so fantastic because when you say recovery it's like really like a full life yeah yeah which is huge i mean and that's why we're talking today right because i think you know i've spent some time in the autism space for sure and um you know i think for a lot of people going you know going gluten-free going dairy-free cutting out the sugar and then they kind of stop there you know and that that's really that's really the end of the line and um that's why you and i first got connected all those years ago because i knew from some of the moms that were working with you that were my friends and they were like man you got to just check out what's going on here and that's how i that's how i found out about you um, i have a story for you yeah. i have an exciting story for you this is really crazy by the way, it's right now it's one in 27 children with autism. So we're in a Crazy. plain epidemic. This just doesn't happen by nature. It's not possible that just evolution doesn't happen in nature. Anyway, um, so in November of 2021, I buy this book called The Carnivore Diet by Dr. Sean Baker. I read it. I said, mm, that's interesting, right? Yeah. Three and a half million years we're eating meat. And now all of a sudden they want us to be plant-based. Hmm, this is interesting. Then fast forward, January of 2022, I say, okay, I'm carnivore. So I'm carnivore. I'm doing 18 days. I was going to do as long as I could. So I got to 18 days and I probably had a glass of wine or whatever. So, but during this time, my assistant says to me, Carrie, there's this woman in Peru. Her daughter's almost fully recovered. She's doing your protocol, CD and everything. And she's doing carnivore diet. She changed to carnivore about six months ago. Her daughter's doing amazing. And there's about 40 other families in Peru. And of course in Peru, hard to get other stuff, but meat, lots of meat. So yeah. they, they, want, they want to do this diet with her. I said, okay, open the group. You and I moderate. We watch what's going on. So we do ATEC, which is Autism Treatment Evaluation Checklist, and you get a number. So an ATEC of zero is fully recovered. So 
We did this with the 40 kids. They, every family took the ATEC in January, say 20th. By May, four months later, we had 10% recovery. And even a child who had an ATEC of 120, a guy in diapers at nine years old, screaming, yelling, hitting, nonverbal, his ATEC after that four month period on carnivore doing my protocol, 51. He's now out of diapers, not hitting, not screaming, sleeping through the night, and he's got words. Okay, wow. so he's not fully recovered, but if I can take a kid who's severely autistic, I mean, severely autistic, yeah. down to, you know, like a reasonable guy, what happened to that house? The parents are probably going to stay together because they're not fighting and screaming and yelling. The child is probably going to recover. Like all these things are happening, but we watched a 10% recovery during this period of time. So since then, I've been talking about carnivore a whole lot. And then there's the people I've been on podcasts where they're like, oh, plant-based. You know, if it works for you, that's really cool. Yeah. But it's all about healing the gut and the gut brain connection is so, so, in, so intense, so important. It's, it's, it's basic, it's basic life. So if you've got a damaged gut, your brain's not functioning, no matter what's happening, no matter what your diagnosis doesn't have to be autism. So once we can heal that, and it's not always enough with black seed oil and with the betaine hydrochloric and the chlorine dox, it's not always enough just by doing that to trump a diet. Yeah, so yeah. when I find families that they say, well, you know, we can't really do the diet. These people are not going to recover their kids. And actually what happened to me the other day, I had this call with this one mom and the dad, like the mom is doing everything in the kitchen. She's doing her best. She's giving the dosing. She's do, spending money on the supplements and she's got two kids on the spectrum. Dad comes home. He, he works, he, he flies for his job a lot, but when he is home, he's giving the kids bread and then yeah. complaining that the kids are not better and he's spending all this money on supplements. And I, I sat them both down. And I said, listen, don't spend one more cent. Do the CD, get the diet 100%. And then at that point, consider adding supplements. But if you're going to think that chlorine dioxide can trump a bad diet, it won't be able to, because that bad diet is going to be damaging the brain all day. That leaky gut is going to let all the glutamate from the gluten and the casein and the other proteins get to the, the brain via the bloodstream. And then what do we have? We cannot do it. It's not possible. And people say, well, they make an enzyme that dissolves. I mean, sure. Okay. It's going to get some of it. It's not going to get all of it. So what, what are you playing with? You're playing with the rest of this child's life. Now, these people are going to live. There's no reason a kid with autism because there's really no cancer and autism because of their immune system. So what's this kid going to live to be 80? He's going to be an 80 year old man and your yeah, other yeah. kids are going to take care of him. Maybe if their wives or spouses are allowing that. Or are you going to put them in? I mean, we have to think also, not when the little guy's two, three, then they're really cute and they're just kind of, you know, whiny, needy. That's not really a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Like when that whiny, needy is now like six, two towering over you and, you know, baby diaper, maybe not a diaper, maybe aggressive, maybe not. A, what are you doing? Where are we going? So I yeah. try to get the parents and I try to explain to them. And I really wish that I, you know, of course, there's been so many attacks in the chlorine dioxide of world. So a lot of people are fearful to put their face or their name in a video, but I would love to see like the, the, the families of the under five-year-olds looking at videos of the families with the over 18-year-olds and what that looks like if you don't get your kid recovered. And it doesn't mean that with chlorine dioxide, my protocol, that the kids can't get better. They do get better. Thank God they get better. They get a lot better. But why did it have to come to this? And then, of course, the chance of recovery is going to go way down, you know, depending on whether they're verbal or not verbal. But I mean, you can still make that person have a much better, healthier life, no question about it. But the parents, when they have little kids, they don't always realize that like time is of the essence. You know, you got a really great opportunity now, since they're so young, to get them healed and fully recovered, not just leading a better life. You know, why shouldn't they have the life that they were indicated to have? I think they should. Yeah. Do you feel, um, I mean, I might 
answer i might know the answer already but do you feel that as they progress and get older is it a lot harder for them to recover sure. yeah of okay. course like because you know that's right? uh-huh yeah. exactly because it's more ingrained into the body and of course if you haven't your brain and your mouth haven't been you know receiving the right signals and you haven't been practicing those muscles it's just not there yeah yeah um so you know i mean you mentioned gut health right i mean that's one of the things that i do every day so all day important. i talk about it i teach about it you know the whole thing and it is so important and i think that for a lot of people they with with all illness really i mean they tend to try and treat the downstream effects right um you know that's um, where the money is right well let's just take um let's just take arthritis and even in the natural medicine space you know just take arthritis off the top of my head you know so rheumatoid arthritis autoimmune issue leaky gut right but what do we do we're taking supplements with chondroitin sulfate we're taking the anti-inflammatory herbs my turmeric my whatever and we're never actually fixing the root of the problem when if you actually reverse that around and you start working from the inside out all of a sudden you know things that are seemingly quote-unquote unrelated start to get better um, and uh, you know case in point here as we're talking and this i mean i've known about this for a long time obviously you've known about it for a long time but i just wonder you know some of the listeners out there maybe you never thought about um gut health and autism you, you know um as being connected even uh, yeah well health in general we are what we eat and i'll tell you something this the, starting this year 2020 uh, 2023 i decided you know i'm going to try this fasting thing like really i've done fasting but i've never done extended fast so i did an extended water fast and now i'm just Oh, mad! I'm I'm always in ketosis. I'm I measure my I measure my ketones all day long. <laughs> um, I had torn my meniscus. I have a torn meniscus currently. I and the end of October, I was playing tennis. Torn my meniscus. Uh, not good knees because I used to run marathons and play on hard tennis courts and stuff. So I had bad knees to begin with. But anyway, this tear of the meniscus was really a bummer. And of course, you know, inflammatory foods and eating the wrong stuff and, and not eating like like carnivore like I'm doing now. My OMAD, for example, the inflammation is down so much that I walk typically like I, you cannot tell that there's something, I mean, I can't run, but I can walk, I can walk fast. I don't have the pain and I probably still need to get the surgery at some point, but I think I can push it off. I mean, I'm going to try everything. So a friend of mine said, you got to get these magnets. I'm going to do everything because I really don't want to have the yeah, surgery, but yeah. I do want to be playing tennis again. So right now I went back to the gym yesterday. So I was able to, as long as I don't double it, you know, bend it too much, but this is diet, you know, I mean, I have, you know, I have bone on bone there. My cartilage is gone. So I've, you know, a lot of years of really treating, mistreating my knees, but still I'm now better than I was, let's say 25 days ago, only by making a dietary change. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, like, you know, we're talking about a brain issue here, right? And um, I think it was even in psychology today, not that long ago, they were saying depression is actually inflammation. And they were saying that inflammation originates in the gut, which I was uh, quite surprised. I mean, of course, it didn't really see the light of day, um, obviously, because it's very counter to what uh, what we want to hear. Or what... It's not lucrative. Yeah. It's not lucrative. I mean, who's going to make money off of that stuff? <clears throat> right. Um, so would you say, I mean, you know, let's talk about leaky gut, like leaky gut, leaky brain. Is that? Uh, sure. Yeah. So, Absolutely. So, so the, the blood brain barrier. Brain. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's getting to the uh, to the brain. Okay. Problem. And then would you would you also say, based on what I just said, would you say inflammation in the gut, inflammation in the brain? Is that a fair thing sure. to say as well? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think that all of us are, are dealing with certain levels of inflammation because we're eating the wrong diet. Sure. Uh, it's not the diet that is uh, akin to human beings. You know, we're eating what, and I understand people. I work with families that they're like, yeah, we're, we're, we're plant-based and we don't want to kill to eat. I understand. I understand yeah, it I very it. well. Yeah. Yeah. I have an, I have pets. I love I love animals, and not just pets. I love animals, and I wish them all well. But I also realize that as human beings, we are t- our, our you know our past history is that way. So 
And of course, a lot of the plant-based stuff is soy and this kind of stuff. This is very inflammatory. Yeah. Well, also just the lectins. I mean, you look at what people like, uh, you know, I just before I even get into that, I think that um, it's, it's all about what's working for you right I mean, that's really what awful. it's about like some sure, people sure. thrive on different types of diets and those I same agree. diets are terrible for other people but i think what we're talking about here with regards to autism with leaky gut etc we we know that a lot of these plant-based compounds like lectins like oxalates etc they do aggravate they do irritate the gut sure you know and so maybe that's something that could be introduced later on down the line once you know you've sort of got further into recovery um, but this is where a lot of the keto, carnivore, paleo, you know, that that way of eating, I mean, that's really why people are, for a lot of people, they're, they're feeling so much better. And, um, you know, we're, we're seeing right. that. And that's why they're so popular as well. It's not just because of good marketing. It's because no, people no, actually feel not. the difference, right? So Absolutely. So how does, um, you know, so just coming back to chlorine dioxide as your sort of cornerstone, like, like how does chlorine dioxide tie in with autism? Uh, well... Like autism, what does it do, you know, like in terms of that? Yeah. So what is autism at the end of the day? And I, I told you, it's a, in my opinion, it's a vaccine injury. So, um, but what happens after this vaccine? Well, you get inflammation in the brain. You have an immune system reduction. You stop having like good immunity. And the pathogens in the body start to multiply, divide, and travel. So you've got pathogens all over the body. And of course, they're, they're living in biofilms in the blood and in the gut. So you have virus, bacteria, parasites, candida, and heavy metals, and you have inflammation, oxidative stress. So you have to start to get rid of all that at one time, which is why I've never found these medical professionals to be even close to recovering somebody. Because I've heard people say, oh, so-and-so, you know, you hear this like one person in a million from this Dr. X, you know, over in Connecticut or whatever, just making something up. Yeah. Well, and, and if you talk to the family, they're still on diet, they're still on supplements. My kids, they're recovered. They're not on diet, they're not on supplements, they're not on CD, they're just recovered. They're, you know, oh. ordering McDonald's. Like they're they're recovered, like their guts can handle it, their brains. Can, there's no issues any, any longer. But uh, that, so autism is those pathogens, inflammation. So you have to treat those things. Well, chlorine dioxide gets rid of all pathogens. And then there's other parts like black pseudo and humic folate. And it's other stuff that I use sure, in order to sure. get the pathogens and reduce the inflammation so that we can get out of that mess faster. You know, like I, I, you don't want it to take forever. That's why Jim Humble, he used to live with me and Mike's husband many years ago. And so he's like, you're crazy. You don't need all these things using chlorine dioxide. But actually, we don't have time. Our children have already lost years of their lives. We don't have time to see if like in the next 10 years, the kid recovers with only chlorine dioxide. So I found other things and people like Dr. Mitchell, for example, that have come to me and told me, hey, this or hey, that. And so then I started making adjustments. And right now the protocol is really quite, uh, quite fantastic. It's really, really indicated for healing the body and not just autism. You know, when people say, oh, I've got fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, Lyme disease, those are all my opinion same as the autism spectrum and i don't see a difference and i would treat them pretty much the exact same way hmm. interesting um you mentioned metals like what is the heavy metals? yeah so does does chlorine dioxide what's the relationship there does it chelate it the metals does it do anything no. no it neutralizes the heavy metals so any chelator oral baths uh, any chelator you use is going to get rid of them because they're neutralized. So they don't have the charge anymore to be stuck into the biofilm. That's why I used to have IV chelation at my clinic and I didn't see kids recovering. Well, what happens? Because as soon as you've got that empty space for the heavy metal, you drink water, you breathe air, you eat food, there's some heavy metal and you know, everything that we're somehow consuming. Yeah. Bank goes right back into that spot because that's the perfect charge for that thing. 
Huh. Yeah, that's fascinating. Um, and you mentioned uh, fulvic, fulvic and humic acids. Used the humic fulvic is wonderful. Amazing. Um, yeah. I used to use ocean water, which was just like a lot of sodium. And of course, yeah. if anybody had diarrhea, it just gave you more diarrhea. So that was a train wreck. And then uh, kind of following the work of Dr. Bush about the humic fulvic yeah. and then getting into myself. And now, of course, you know, I, what an, it's really fantastic, but it goes past the blood brain barrier and it chelates out heavy metals from the brain. Oh, wow. And then it also seals a leaky gut. Oh my goodness. And then it also takes care of stuff in the blood. It kills pathogens. It's just like, yeah, it's just pl a plus it's a chelator and a binder. Oh my um, gosh, it's a miracle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been using, like, yeah, geez. I've been using fulvic and humic for years and years and years. It's one of the first things I got introduced to um, getting into this field. And uh, yeah, I've never, you know, I, I remember um, in my early days when I first, you know, just getting into it and someone gave me this fulvic and humic acids with trace minerals and amino acids and enzymes, these little drops. And I combined that with living blue green algae. And wow, it was just like, I was like, well, I got some crazy energy all of a sudden. I'm thinking really clearly, but I'd never experienced anything like that um, at that time. It's really so it's good. very powerful, you know, and it I just is. think it's, you know, I've, I've done podcasts on it before. Um, I just really feel like that's foundational stuff for pretty well right. everyone because right. um, most people are deficient in trace minerals. You know, the food is deficient in trace minerals. Um, Absolutely. And I would imagine as well in the case of autism, you know, that is a malabsorption syndrome. You know, when you have leaky gut, that is malabsorption. Um, at the gut level, but probably also at the cellular level as well, you're going to be deficient. And uh, sure. fulvic and humic you know, make a huge difference there. Huge um, difference. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. What, a, what a big difference. And of course, if you're low in minerals, you can always increase it. But with ocean water, you couldn't. You just get more diarrhea. Yeah, because the sodium goes up along with the minerals, which is not good. Yeah. Yeah, and they're not all the minerals either. So it's, yeah. yeah. So is, um, is, is chlorine dioxide the same as MMS? Yeah. Yeah, Jim okay. Humble, when he was in the he was in the, the 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 jungles of South America, and he had bought his chlorine dioxide at one of those uh, camping shops. They have it for making water you know, drinkable. And so when the you know people started getting falling ill from malaria, he was like, "Wow, if it you know kills a pathogen, it's probably going to work." So he just squirted a bunch into their into their beverage, and they took it, and they they survived. While other people were actually still at that same time dying in those jungles at that time, and then they just started going like jung you know camp to camp and helping people out and at that point somebody in africa heard about jim so and then they brought him to africa for aids and this is so it it got used and that's basically how it started but it started from this you know camping shop where jim bought his his chlorine dioxide and of course what he saw was a miracle so he said oh this is a miracle this is a miracle solution you know so miracle mineral solution stuck and he called it mms until i wrote my book in 2013 and he was living with us at the time and uh, he was like, no, I spent all these years calling it MMS and you got to call it MMS. And I was like, you know, but the problem was they, they got the snake oil salesman thing behind the, you know, miracle solution. I mean, yeah. we know it's a miracle. It's really incredible. Of course, it's, you know, everything comes from mom. So I, I, I think it's really, um, yeah, it, it, you could say that it is, but of course it is a serious molecule called chlorine dioxide. It's been around since 1888. And I really recommend anybody to watch the Universal Antidote. It's a documentary about chlorine dioxide, not about me, not about Jim. I'm, I'm going to put that me. in the show notes for people. If yeah, it's really, yeah. really okay. great to listen to. And it's been around a long time. There's a lot of patents for mouth products, like mouthwashes and this okay. kind of stuff. There's a lot of patents pending. There was a man named Howard Allard. Allard, oh, it's going to butcher his name. But anyway, he's actually mentioned in the Universal Answer. He's really the first person to come out with it. He passed away not that long ago, and his daughter is still, you know, there. But this is, there's a lot of patents. And again, they're all oral patents. So, so does, um, does chlorine dioxide have a good safety record? 
Of course, no one's died. Yeah, and the okay. only person that Perfect. they can say to <laughs> Jim's heart, Jim started using it, I think it was 25 years ago, six years ago. So let's say 31 years ago. He had his Jubilee six years ago. I was there in Berlin. Uh, so say 31 years ago. And the only death case that they can even try to tie to it, I mean, they, they try so hard. They're like, oh, some woman in Australia died right after taking it. Well, that was her husband's claim. But she was an end-stage cancer patient that got chlorine dioxide. I don't know how. And this goes yeah. back like 30, 30 years ago. So, um, and then he claimed that, and that's the only, I swear, if someone says, well, there's this case, I'm like, Australia, right? Yeah, yeah, Australia, you know about that. Well, I mean, it's the only one that they try to hook as far as death, but, you know, like some people that are trying, and that's still good because there's a lot of people that, you know, are sent home to die from mainstream medicine, and maybe they don't because they took the coin. I, I don't know, I don't follow that because it's not my wheelhouse, but I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things that, like autism, I mean, there's maybe 100,000 or more people that I know of that because I had at one point before Facebook took down all my groups and I was I was censored on social media, I had 60,000 people in 13 different languages. And I had one group of moderators that all spoke English. Wow. And so we, we changed. But I mean, there were at any given time, there were 60,000 families in these groups doing chlorine dioxide simultaneously. So let's say 100,000, let's just be you yeah, know, modest yeah, and say 100,000 yeah. because I've been doing it 13 years. It's been you know, a long time. So let's say 100,000. Well, there, you'd think maybe one person would just die but the opposite of it. I mean, they get healthy and they thrive. So, yeah. Well, it's good for people to hear that because, you know, again, um, you know, you mentioned censorship and we know that censorship's happening even at the browser level these days. So when mm -hmm. you do type in chlorine dioxide, probably the first five pages are going to be all about how it's terrible, how it'll kill you, how it's, uh, you know, conspiracy theory or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, what we're hearing firsthand from you is that that's just simply not the case. And um, well, it's propaganda, yeah. and they have to keep people away from it. Because if everybody knew that you could fix like ninety percent of the illnesses without ever, I mean, emergency medicine, go to the hospital. You got a broken, go to the hospital. But yeah. you know, pretty much everything else you can take care of at home with your chlorine dioxide, and the bottles are like thirty bucks. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, I know a lot of people that have them in their cabinets for years, and they just use them. You know, they got a cut on their skin, they make up a spray with twenty drops or conjunctivitis one drop in you know, two ounces there's just so many ways to use it that you never have to go to the pharmacy pretty much yeah uh, that's pretty much how i use it right so i just have it at home use it as needed and uh, right. a lot get, of people do that go. yeah and i've noticed a lot of people in my community especially in the local community um lots of people um are all about the mms and the chlorine dioxide uh, sort of like a staple of their right. first aid kit um so well, i get all tickled when i hear people like the, so in the last year dr mikovitz dr mm, seneff yeah. Mike Adams and Dr. Peter McCullough. These are four names that I have. Uh, well, I mean, Dr. Seneff is, I would consider her to be a, a friend. Um, but these people, I have so much, I have so much respect for them. I think that they're some of the truest, uh, they, they speak the truth and they protect the truth. And they don't, they don't say things that are not true just because it would be easier for them. And they all said chlorine dioxide. It's like, yeah, they're all like, you should take your chlorine dioxide. It's protective. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, they're in our camp now. You yeah, know, we used to yeah. be like the freaks over there on the other side of the highway. And now it's <laughs> kind of like, it's not really mainstream, but it's, you know, our mainstream. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is awesome. You know, I mean, all of these things, right? There's so much new information coming to light. And I think that if anything, the last few years has shown us is it's really, it's it's shaken some foundational beliefs on how people view their own health, but also how they view the healthcare system. Um, also, you know, people were ostracized from society; they were shut out of things, and they're sort of questioning now. You know, I mean, what, one only has to look at the vaccines. You know, the vaccines were mandated, and all this crazy stuff. And even just people who had never thought about that before have now sort of gone, hmm. 
you know, let me start questioning many other things as well. And, um, you know, local communities and groups have started forming where they've really started to want to um, strengthen their local community and learn from each other. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, certainly um, explore alternatives. Let's just put it that way. You know, pe people that had never thought of alternatives before um, are now looking at that. And I think if we can, again, look back at the last three years, there's a lot more people that are considering like, well, you know, maybe I should lose some weight. Uh, maybe I should start exercising again. Maybe I should take better care of myself, um, you know, mm -hmm. for, for whatever reason. Now, on that topic, you know, you, you've said a few times uh, autism is vaccine injury and, um, you know, and then chlorine dioxide is sort of your, you know, the, the linchpin of everything you do. Um, what are your thoughts on chlorine dioxide and potential COVID vaccine injuries? Well, I think uh, people that have long COVID, I would be taking it. I would be taking that as well as um, a zeolite spray that seems to be quite good with the spike protein. And then for the graphene oxide, there's a, actually a document that comes out of Poland showing that humic fulvic, which you said, ah. uh, it actually chelates out the graphene oxide. So those would be my go-tos, whether you have long COVID or you are COVID jabbed. Yeah. You know, people are waking up now. They are. And I think the challenge with those is that because they are mRNA and because they are, you know, um, affecting our genes, you know, and then, of course, we've got all these ACE2 receptors throughout the body. So unfortunately, we're not seeing a, a straight line with term, in terms of injuries. Right. So it affects right. different people in different ways and in different parts of their body. Um, and I think that's what creates a lot of, um, uh, you know, problems in terms of how do you uh, so, so i think saying a, a covid vaccine injury blanket statement is probably um, a little too lowbrow you know we, we need to sort of um tease that out a little bit from person to person um sure. but still i mean look i think everyone is looking for solutions that are outside the box nonetheless and from what i'm hearing from you today chlorine dioxide is very very safe um you've used it with tens of thousands of people no issues so um worth a shot Let's put it that way. Worth a you shot. can't go wrong. I mean, yeah, there's, no, there's yeah. no downside to it. And you can even, for example, what I tell people, I just give you an idea. I guess a Perrier bottle, you know, because I happen to have it hanging around. And I just fill it every day and put some drops in it. And then you go up a day by every day with a drop. And because a lot of us, you know, work from homers, mm. you know, we just, I just sip it. It's always on my desk. And then I just refill it in the morning. So you can even do it something so simply like people say, well, how many drops? Should Start with one. Finish yeah. the bottle. Yeah. Tomorrow start with two, three, four, and then just go up to whatever you feel good with. So what? So on that note, I mean, let's just um, sort of start wrapping up there. What What do you, you know, can you take too much of this or is it more a question of taking too much too quickly or how does, how does that work? Depends whose work you're following. Okay. So I have some people that read books from other people and they will say like, oh, so-and-so's book told me to take three drops every hour. So I'm barfing and I'm, you know, they're having a really bad experience. Well, I would never tell somebody to take three drops every hour, which is like 14, 15 times a day. I mean, that would make you really sick, especially because you've got bugs in there. So you've got to work up to it. Mm -hmm. So I've always been, and probably since 2011, I started with the baby bottle method. And so I started to take one drop and divide it into 16 ounces, take one ounce every 45 minutes. And so we would just okay. keep the body low, slow, flooded. You know, you still have enough. And then with people like me or you that we work from a desk, for example, just get a bottle. It doesn't really matter what size is. Just you know, hit it every once yeah, in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when it's gone, then put another drop in. And so you start with one drop. And you say, I didn't feel anything. Go to two drops. You just put every day, go up by one drop. And then there's going to be a point where like you feel great. You know, your mind is clear because your candidate is down, your pathogens are down. And then there would be a point like maybe you get to 50 drops, you know, and you're like, oh, I just feel kind of like a little bit nauseated or a little bit tired or 
whatever, who cares? Back it down. You felt good at 48, yeah, drops, yeah. stay at 48 drops and then stay there as long as you want. Or I have people that just take it like myself, for example, I don't take high doses, take maybe 20 yeah, drops. Yeah. And I take that every, probably every day, every other day. Sometimes I, I flake, like today I didn't actually, it's actually empty. <laughs> but um, but you can do it like that. I mean, you can just, you know, whenever you remember, because I can't tell you that I'm treating anything in particular right now. Like I said, I got a torn meniscus, but diet was super important. You know, I was doing the CD before, but the diet was really important. So again, if you've got some inflammatory issue, like, you know, I got this knee problem with the meniscus that's torn. And, you know, what I really want to do, I really had to watch the diet. And now I'm just, I mean, I don't need a boot to the side of my head to realize that that's really important. And of course, right. CD can help with other stuff. Probably got something else. We've all got something going on. So you just, you know, just take whatever you feel like taking, but start with one drop. You don't have to be, you know, I have some men that are like, ah, I started with, you know, 30 drops. Like, why would you do that? Well, yeah. my kid took one. It's like, yeah, but you're probably sicker than your kid, even though your kid's got <laughs> autism, you know, so... <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm glad to hear you say that because I, in my experiments as well, I do, I do think that I took a little too much um, over a couple of days, and yeah, I Probably. started not not feeling 100, percent and I was like, yeah, I like think just I, start I think with I gotta, one. I drop. think I got to stop doing that. So that's good for me to hear. <laughs> um, and are there any um, like DMSO? Uh, would you would does uh, from what I understand anyway, DMSO can kind of drive things deeper into the tissue, but is that even required? Um, with DMSO with the oral dosing of CD, I'm not a huge fan, okay. especially for my group because they have a lot of people have sulfur problems sulfur absorption okay, problems with the sulfur pathway but yeah. i like dmso topically yeah. so for example lymph system you got some lymph that are you know sticking out or something mm. take a shower slap it on afterwards it's dry in about four or five minutes um any pain that you have in your joints it's good for that now it doesn't work for everybody like my meniscus thing it wasn't able to trump my diet you know my inflammatory sure. diet so now that i have a, a low inflammatory diet i don't even need the dmso so you can use nice. it if you you know you can't really get your diet right, but um, hmm, I, I really think the diet is super key for our inflammation. But yeah, DMSO is great for pain. Great. Okay. Yeah. Well, it is called a supplement because it's a supplement to a good diet, right? So um, you can't eat uh, cheeseburgers and Coca Cola all day long and supplement your way to good health. It just uh, does not work. No, like and, and there's yeah. even you know even like people you know that are plant based, they think that soy is healthy, for example, extremely inflammatory. So it doesn't even have to be McDonald's in order for you to be inflamed. And that yeah. was it. And so the, the foods that are like cheese can, is quite inflammatory. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's in the carnivore diet, but, you know, still some of the purists don't say that it is, but you understand what I'm saying. No, it, I totally, it, yeah, yeah. There's inflammation and uh, there's inflammatory issues with many, many foods. And I, and one of the reasons why I even started with the carnivore diet in the first place, because over the years that I work with people with multiple sclerosis and Parkinson, fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue and Lyme, they usually, when I'd ask them like, what foods don't make you feel bad? They would usually almost always say meat. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. interesting, but it took me a long time. I'm a slow learner. It took me a long time to get like, for it to really hit me in the head. Like, wow, this is really important. And that was where, you know, I'm like that book by doctor. So I started to search that, that whole situation and found that that really does make a difference. And I can't tell you my knee is really, I mean, it's, it's only like 18 days and my knee went from like, yeah, I mean, a problem until I went to the gym yesterday, the first time since October that I've done like any kind of a, a sport so to speak, yeah, you know, just because yeah. I couldn't really, I mean, I was walking the dogs, but that was about the extent of my exercise for, for that. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, look at things like the GAPS diet, for example, you look at the carnivore diet, you look at any of the leaky gut diets out there. I mean, they're all, you know, it's very difficult to do that on a plant-based diet. Um, you know, and, Well, and high fat, high animal fat is really important for healing and taking down the inflammation. And in Dr. Baker's book, 
the, the carnivore diet, he talks specifically about how animal fats reduce inflammation in human beings. And there's another man who I just love him, Dr. Kiltz. His website is Dr. D-O-C-T-O-R, Dr. Kiltz, K-I-L-T-Z.com. He's a gynecologist with an expert in, in fertility, and he puts the women on carnivore diet and they're pregnant in two or three months. So he's, his expert is like, he's an expert in diet, but his website has just tons of information because he does it as a hobby. Like he's all, nice. I mean, it, the diet is all about hobby. He's like, I'm a surgeon. I, you know, I, I work. So, yeah. but he's got so much free information there for anybody who's interested in even like considering the carnivore diet. Maybe you don't feel like, you know, watching or reading books or something. There's a lot of information that Dr. Kiltz has. And if you join his, his uh, web, uh, his newsletter, I get right. something from him almost every single day. Wow. Almost. And wow. it's really like it's chock full of good information. Nice. Um, and on that note, where can people find out about you? And um, do you have any preferred chlorine dioxide? Like, is it hard to kind of screw it up as a supplement or is it relatively straightforward? Like, should we be looking I out for anything? I think it's straightforward, but I wouldn't, yeah. use, I wouldn't buy on Amazon because you never know there's going to be a false flag and they're going to kill somebody and say, oh, this is bleach and this is deadly and we cannot have that. Yeah. So it, my website, uh, my email is carrie, it's above my head, carriecarrivera.com. Yeah. Uh, carrierivera.com is my website. But if anybody wants to know, and they just tell me what country they're in, because like for instance, Canada, you can't get an American seller into, into Canada, exactly. but there's sellers in Canada. And then there's ones in Europe and there's different countries uh, where people are and they, there's different shippers who ship better than others. So Perfect. just tell me your country and, and, and you know, I'm, I'm happy to just answer those emails. Okay, awesome. Yeah, and I'll put that in the show notes for everyone. So um, I'll, some of the links that you've kind of mentioned um, today in, in, the, uh, in our conversation, I'll put those in the show notes, um, plus your website and everything else. Because uh, I'd never want anybody to go to Amazon for a chlorine. That, that's just scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's scary i mean they're okay with stuff that's sealed but you know, i don't know about that one well when i first started buying it like um i i actually because we have family in the states so i landed up shipping it within the states and then i just picked it up myself but obviously that's not available to everyone and um, so i that was my sort of foray into oh yeah it's not as straightforward as just buying it anywhere and just getting it shipped because um there are some limitations there so i i, I yeah there's a you. shipper out of europe and he ships he ships to people in Saudi Arabia and Qatar. Wow. And uh, yeah, I mean, in Saudi Arabia is really hard. He, he gets everywhere. He's probably my favorite international ship. Well, he is my favorite. I mean, I know him. He's a super good guy. I've known him since we met at one of the Jim Humble things, the Dominican Republic in 2011. Just a good guy. Just, a, you know, nice. like one of my my buddies. But his products are fantastic. Just yeah. really, really clean. Yeah, love it. And the packaging is excellent. Good, good, good. Well, um, thank you so much for your time today. It was uh, good thank to reconnect with you and catch yeah. up and talk about all this good stuff. And um, I know that uh, people out there are definitely going to um, appreciate our conversation today, especially because chlorine dioxide and MMS is just such a hot button topic these days. So I think the, the thing that I would like people to walk away with from this is that um, the things that you hear out there of it being you know, bad for you, not approved, it could kill you, et cetera, et cetera. I think that's what I really want to impart with people today yeah. is that this has a, has a very good safety um, record. It's very diverse and versatile in terms of the way to use it. Mm -hmm. And as you said earlier, you can sort of like start very slow and titrate up um, depending on what you're trying to do. Um, you should always do that no matter what you're trying yeah. to do. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, overall, thank you so much for sharing. Um, and, and you know what, I, I'll just say um, thank you for the work that you've done, because mm -hmm. honestly, that is truly transformational in the autism space. Yeah. And um, much like we've seen, you know, I had Dr. Exley on the show, um, Chris Exley, and he's he's, uh, you know, Mr. Aluminum. 
And uh, same thing, you know, he figured out all the stuff with aluminum in the brain and whatever, and then approached the Alzheimer's Society, and they didn't want to have anything to do with him. You know, so I think um, I bring that up because there are people out there looking for solutions and they're turning to these official bodies um, who are supposedly, you know, looking out for us and researching things and, you know, let's walk down, walk down the highway and bike for the cure and all this crazy stuff. And meanwhile, we never seem to quite get the cure. You know, we didn't never quite get the cure for cancer or the cure for this. It's too lucrative not to. Yeah. Right. And so I think that as you step outside of that, um, outside of that matrix and you sort of start mm -hmm. looking at what people like yourself are doing, um, I really hope that it gives um, people out there some hope, uh, you know, in terms of, of um, if you've exhausted all of these normal avenues and you've maybe just tried a gluten-free diet and a dairy-free diet and cut back on the sugar, um, I just want you to know that the work that you're doing is really taking that to a whole nother level. And uh, I can only imagine what that must, um, just in terms of the lives that you're impacting, um, that's pretty awesome, you know. The children don't have a choice. They're voiceless. So they have no choice, you know? So the parents, we go literally from the gynecologist to the pediatrician's hands and they tell us we've got to give them, you know, 72 vaccines before they're two years old. They're putting between five and eight into one injection. We don't know what's happening. We're just getting the seals on the thing and we think we're doing the right thing for our children. We never even had a chance to raise up our heads and say, oh, are there other options? Or, oh, maybe God, did he know what he was doing when he made us? I mean, we can get like even further down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Like, what? How do we make it so far? We didn't have vaccines until the last like 70, 80 years. And well, it's, you know, we didn't actually need them. But anyway, it's it's a learning process, but our poor children are always caught in the middle because they're the voiceless, you know, like they're yeah, the carpenters, yeah. bless the beast and the children from this world. They have no voice, they have no choice. And for them, I'll be their voice until I die. Amazing. All right. Well, thanks so much, Carrie. Thank you uh, for the invitation. You. All right. We'll nice catch up meet. soon. All right. Nice. Take care. And you. Bye-bye. Thank you.